Hey everybody, this is For the Record episode number 125. Uh, this is part two of the Warp Tour episode series. Um, interesting new update. Um, Warp Tour Mountain View is completely sold out. Um, so I would say get tickets, but that, unless you use StubHub or any other third-party ticket resellers, which isn't always the greatest idea, um, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I've in the several years that I've been going to the show, I've never seen it sold out. Maybe I've seen venues in the Bay Area that have sold out like on the day of, but never this far in advance. So I think that um, I, I think if, uh, Ventura also sold out too, which is going to be that's always that's the one that's closest to Hollywood. So there's almost always when they have their quote-unquote celebrity guest, that's the year that Linkin Park showed up and played out of a, and did a surprise performance. It's the year Demi Lovato showed up with We the Kings. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. I don't know if there's going to be a surprise guest in Mountain View or, um, I don't know, anything could happen this year with the acts and who's going to perform. So, regardless, if you are going, it is this Saturday, June 23rd at the Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California, Show starts at 11, as always, and this, uh, the second part of this is basically, I'm talking with artists that are going to be playing on the tour. Now, there's like there's like 70 plus artists at every single show, if you're not familiar with Warp Tour, so I'm not obviously talking with 70 different people at this moment. I may do some interviews throughout the summer that are going to be up on this show, but that'll be just kind of staggered throughout the year um, and things like that. There's I, I work with... There, those those publicists will generally try to find other interview times if we can't accommodate stuff. But um, there's a bunch of other. But the point is, there's a bunch of other people I'd love to get on the show this year. Um, but I've been talking with like six or seven really great artists that are going to be on the tour. We did our episode yesterday with Necrogoblicon. We did it with um, Dollskin and with Sharptooth, who are going to be three really amazing acts that are going to be out there this year. Um, this episode, uh, before we get into that. Um, Today's episode is sponsored by, we have two different people, uh, uh, Loot Crate is one of the sponsors of today's episode. Loot Crate is a, mis- a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best items you could find in nerd culture with everything from collectibles, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. It's kind of like getting a gift from, It's it, the way that I describe it is kind of like getting a gift from yourself every single month. It's like there's some really cool stuff and collectible items you can get. Um, last month's, um, or the crate for this month is finished. It finished last night at nine o'clock p.m. So you have to sign up by whenever um, the official sign-up date is. I believe it was. I believe this month it's for the next one. It's going to be July nineteenth, but I could be wrong. Um, you'll want to check the website for it. But this month's theme is going to be team up. And um, if you sign up before the cutoff date, you'll be lucky enough to get items from different, basically like superhero teams. So Ant Man and the Wasp. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know they're throwing in some stuff, which is really awesome, from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I know they're doing some limited edition t-shirts on this run. So it's a really, co- it's a really cool thing. Um, so if you want to save 10% on your new subscription, you can visit uh, www.trylootcrate.com slash shameless promo and enter the promo code BRIDGE10. That promo code, again, is BRIDGE10. Uh, this episode was also brought to you by Vinyl Me Please, which is like a... it's. A really amazing record of the month club. So every month, curated by the Vinyl Me Please team, you'll get one album that is considered essential to the modern vinyl collection, 
and it's sent out to thousands of different members worldwide. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please members, and you'll get things in here that you can't get anywhere else, say if you were to go buy it at, like, an Urban Outfitters, you were to go buy it on Amazon, what, wherever you get your, your vinyl records. Um, things will include bonus tracks, inserts, colored variants, and each album comes packed with a 12-inch by 12-inch album-inspired art print, and you get a custom cocktail pairing recipe, so there's a lot, there's a lot of value in all of these packages. To sign up, you can visit joinvmp.com slash shameless promo. Once again, that is joinvmp.com slash shameless promo. I'm going to let this just run today. I'm going to line up the interviews and just keep it going. I did some um, I did some little intros in between each of the guests yesterday, but um, just, I guess, for time purposes, I'm going to just kind of keep this rolling. So first things first, we're going to hear from... It's more of a condensed interview, just be just for again for time purposes. All these bands are getting ready for Warp Tour, so everybody's schedule is pretty hectic. But first, we're going to talk with Ben Nairn from a really amazing metalcore act called In Hearts Wake that is going to be on the tour this summer, and all these bands, of course, will be playing in Mountain View. Um, the next artist after him and after the song we play from them, um, which they're going to introduce just and they're going to kind of explain at the end of each thing why they chose that song. Uh, the next artist after that is James Jackson of um, an act called Kaiser Solze. Um, we talk a little bit about the origin of that name and kind of how it came from, uh, obviously, the usual suspects. Um, and finally, we talk, we chat with Donovan Malero, the uh, drummer and vocalist for Hail the Sun and vocalist for a band called Sandvar. Sandvar is not going to be on the tour, but Hail the Sun will be. Um so that's pretty much it. Um, if you're, I believe there's going to be another episode going up um, either tomorrow or Friday. But uh, if I don't talk to everybody, then we'll be back next week. And if you're going to Warp Tour this Saturday or if you're going to Pomona, Ventura, whatever the case may be, um, just have a ton of fun. And we'll see you in the pit. Going to be in the studio tomorrow, is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going in uh, this afternoon. Yeah, we're in um, North Hollywood at the moment. I've yeah. been here for a few days, and um, yeah, we're going this afternoon. We're just going to work on a uh, few things, and yeah, it should be fun. Very nice. Um, was Is this in preparation for, if you're allowed to give any info away, is this in preparation for a new album or an EP or just kind of? Just some, um, yeah, just kind of working on what you just, have right now. Yeah, just some song ideas. I mean, where whenever we're at home or on tour, we're always working on music, um, whether it's for an album or you know just for personal enjoyment, just to have some material there. So um, this is just like that. We just thought we'd take the opportunity while we're here just to go into a studio and work on some music. It's not really in preparation for anything, but um, yeah, just just to do some songwriting. Nice. Those are the best sessions, though, because you don't have anything to worry about, essentially, other than just, like, how much time you'll have in the studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no pressure. We're just um, doing it to have some fun. So, yeah, really looking forward to it, actually. That's great. Um, you guys released... Um, uh, Arch came out, if I'm correct on this, it came out a little over a year ago. 
Um, yeah, yeah. 2017. Now that, I mean, now that you are kind of like just messing around with some new ideas, kind of experimenting with stuff, and you've had over a year to kind of reflect on the album, I guess maybe that you've now stepped away from it for a little bit, other than, say, playing the songs live. What is your, maybe your, like, I guess your insight looking back at how you thought the record was as far as In Hearts Wake's career has, uh, and songwriting, I guess, has kind of progressed? Um, I think it was definitely the right step for us um, in that in that direction. It's definitely still our style. Um, it's definitely an In Hearts Wake album, and I think it's where we wanted to take it. And I'm really happy with where it's gotten us um, so far, but... I think um, sort of moving forward, I think we'll probably continue to try and get a bit more creative and have a bit more fun um, and not, not try and write anything similar to what we've done before. Um, yeah. I think we're at that point, you know, having our fourth album out now that we're at that point where we can afford to, you know, maybe experiment a bit more moving forward. Yeah, it's interesting to see, like, I, I mean, kind of around the four album mark is when you'll see a lot of metalcore bands really, or metalcore, metal, whatever whatever subgenre you want to use. I know everybody has a different version. Yeah, ever, of course, everyone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's like you kind of see it with, with metal acts around, like, the fourth record, at least from my, it, it just remembering from the bands that I think of, you'll see them kind of start to branch out and experiment around that point like i guess maybe what are some of the some of the things that as much as you can describe it over the phone like that you guys have thought about trying and kind of looking at and maybe like take in a, in a way to take your sound a step further um i think using uh new instruments like in uh on arc we wanted to do a bit more but we um we used like a sitar in one of our songs called elemental which we actually played live yeah. for the first time uh, in Australia, uh, last week we played a few shows and did that, and and it's really fun. So I think experimenting with new uh, instruments um, and and also just new sounds to incorporate into into our music rather than just you know keeping it all um, based on guitars and drums and things. So yeah, I think we're really looking forward to to, to experimenting with that. And um, myself and the other guys, we really like you know when we're writing music, we experiment with a lot of electronic stuff as well. So I think um, incorporating a bit more of that into it as well and seeing where that takes us. Nice. Um, this is a bit of a, like, a more, I don't know if random is the right word, but I guess more of a random question about the record, but what does the term arc mean? And was it, did it maybe have any kind of representation for the theme of the album, if there were any like overarching lyrical themes, or was it just something that sounded cool and you thought wanted to fit with the overall, <laughs> for. Um, yeah, no, we we definitely thought about it. It does sound cool, but it has a pretty strong meaning behind it. Um, so, arc is like a metaphor for the Earth. Um, you know, it's our arc guiding us through space. You know, keeping us safe um, from everything that's out there and, and keeping us alive. Um, and that's sort of what we based, you know, the album on the concept of um, how lucky we are to to have, you know, the the Earth, and we need to, um, you know, look after it because it's not going to last forever. Um, and, yeah, we use use that as a metaphor, and that's where the idea and all the themes came from. Yeah. Is it super crazy to – because I, I know that you guys are based, like, from – you're from Australia, but, like, is it kind of weird to see 
in America, like when when you're looking at like how taking care of the earth and how important that is, and then you kind of come over here when Trump is elected, and you're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's it's pretty scary. Like it's really scary um, to think that like a TV personality is now running, you know, possibly one of the the strongest yeah. countries in the world. Um, yeah, it is a bit scary, but we sort of, you know, there's not much we can do about it. Um, especially being from Australia. So we just we just do the best we can um and, you know, in, in spreading our message and hopefully people pick that up and and um do the best they can. Fair enough. I think there I think there's at the end of the day, I think there's more good people than bad. So I I think Yeah, agreed, yeah. Yeah. It's just oh it's just because it's amplified by T V you don't necessarily always like know it in that moment where you're just it just makes it seem scarier. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, you guys are doing um, – I'm doing these interviews in advance of the Vans Warp Tour coming up, obviously. We're, we're doing this in advance of the Mountain View date. Um, first things first, I'm sorry if you've been asked this a bunch, but have you guys played Warp Tour before? Uh, yeah, we actually played it two years ago, uh, 2016, for the first time. Nice. Um, and it was it was so much fun. So we're really, really stoked to be back, especially for the last one. Yeah, this is – I mean, what is – I guess uh, – what is what can people expect when they come and see an In Hearts Wake show on the Warp Tour this summer? When they're given that it's going to be the last one, the last Warp Tour ever, there's going to be certainly going to be a heightened sense of excitement and a lot more energy kind of in the air. Like I guess what what can people expect if they come and uh, either watch your set, kind of walk by and hang around for a little bit and catch you guys? Um, yeah, uh, expect a lot of fun. We we, you know, when we're on stage, we don't take it too seriously. You know, we're not trying to keep straight faces or anything. Most of the time we're laughing at each other because someone's doing something <laughs> silly or, you know, someone in the crowd does something funny or stage dives. And, yeah, so um, we always like to have a lot of fun. And I feel like the crowd um, pick up that vibe and, and and they have a lot of fun in return. We kind of feed off them and they feed off us. So, yeah, definitely come along and have a laugh with us. And, and yeah, it'll be a good time. Nice. Very cool. Um, well, um, I guess these are kind of the uh, – oh, the other question I had was, I guess, what is being in I've – been, I've been interested to ask this to someone who's outside of the U.S. who's playing on the tour. Given that Warp Tour really doesn't – I know there's been a couple iterations of it overseas um, every now and then. I know there used to be a big festival in Australia. I think it was called Big Day Out, if I'm correct on that. Um, things like that, like, I guess, what is it – what does it mean for an international band to be able to come to America and to be able to play on a tour like this? Like, I guess whether it's what it means to the band, whether it means something to you personally, um, something very significant, like what is that? I guess, what does it mean to you? Oh, it, it means so much to all of us personally, as well as a band. Um, just because, you know, we grew up um, listening to bands and watching videos of bands playing bands walk to us you know, in America, and it was this amazing thing, you know, summertime, like everyone's having the, the best time ever, partying, you know, drinking beers, and it, it just looks so awesome, and it's one of those tours where you kind of grow up in high school, and you think like, wow, I'd love to, you know, even just go there, not even let alone play it, you know, just to be a part of it, so yeah. to actually get asked to play it for the second time, um, yeah, it means so much to us, um, We've got some big festivals in Australia, like you say, Big Day Out and Soundwave yeah. that, that aren't going anymore. But 
Van's Warped Tour is just a whole other thing. It's it's got this nostalgia behind it um, from us growing up listening to those bands. So yeah, it means a lot to us, and we're so so happy. That's fantastic. Um, well, I won't take up too much more of your time. So these are, I guess, some of the wrap-up questions that I have. Um, I ask them as a way to kind of close out every interview that I do. Um, and the first one, I guess, is um, what do you hope people take away? Uh, given that the album's been out for a year now and that there was this kind of overarching message to it, what do you hope people take away from listening to Ark or hearing you guys play the songs live? Um, I just hope that they can... That, that like they realize that something can be done, even if they're just one person, you know, just start off slow. You, you know, you're not going to change the world in a day, but do the best you can and a difference can be made. Perfect. And um, this is a super broad question, but what does music mean to you? Oh, well, <laughs> God, it, honestly, it means everything. I've been playing guitar since I was five um, and I started playing in bands when I was eight. In, in high in primary school, um, playing like covers of punk covers of Ramones and things. So it's yeah. honestly all I've ever known, um, and it's all I've ever wanted to do. So it it really uh, I know it's pretty typical, but it honestly means everything. You know, the other day I was thinking, what would I be doing if I wasn't doing music? And I really just got lost. Like I had had no idea. You know, so it, it it's so important and special to me. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, the last question I had is um, I'm doing the interviews are going up in kind of a different way. Like I'm doing a print article that's going to go up. So this will be transcribed and everything. But I also do a podcast on the site where I'm kind of doing some warp Tour episodes and putting yep. some of the audio from the interviews and things like that, kind of putting them together in compilations. Um, I'm trying to put songs at the end of each of the episodes and at, at the end of each of the interviews. If you had to pick one song from the In Hearts Wake discography um, for somebody here, maybe for the first time, they're kind of discovering you, what would you pick and why? Oh, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Let me think. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Badlands, um, a song off Skydancer. Okay. And just, it's just, it's a really fun jam. It's just got so much energy to it, um, through, throughout the whole song. And the opening riff, like whenever we play it live, I just, I can't help myself but just get so into it. It's really fun to play and the crowd always has a good time. So yeah, we'll go nice. with Badlands. Awesome. All right. Well, Ben, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Have a great time in the studio, and I will send this over when it's ready to go live. No problem. Really nice talking to you, mate. See you later. Take care. Bye.
based in um or you guys are based in new york um yeah what is it upstate rochester yeah so what like i'm just curious like for routing purposes because i'm i'm talking with basically all the bands that are on the particularly on the mountain view date of this tour um Uh what um what brings you out to other than obviously playing a show what brings you out to california and why not um, just play like the New York leg of the tour or the East Coast leg of the tour. Uh, well, for me, I'm a. Uh, I don't know. I played the whole last year of the work tour. I'm kind of a veteran of it. Oh, nice. You know, and to be able, yeah, to become, be able to come back. I never. I mean, I played. We played uh, last year. Um, and I, you know, worked back in the day with a bunch of different bands on the tours. Probably about 2001. Um, you know, just helping out bands like Phoenix TX. Uh, Tour managing and doing stage stuff for Slick Shoes one year. Um, I in turn, you know, helping out the guys in Yellow Card and just, just all different kinds of uh, angles of the tour. Sort of be able to play this last year, you know. Um, and on top of that, to be able to pick a lot of, the, uh, help select some of the local bands. There's about, you know, 150 local bands that came out this, that are coming out this year in the different areas. And uh, I was able to help Kevin kind of pick some of those. Nice. About, I think, yeah. 
Uh, I believe in Mountain View we have a Shell Corporation, which is really awesome band. I don't know if, I, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them at all, but I don't. Um, I don't believe I am, but I'll have to, I'll have to check them out. Yep. Uh, I mean, be able to be able to pick some of these bands. I know now on the East Coast we have like awesome bands like Apes of the State, um, in uh, Colorado, in uh, in Cleveland. I believe we have uh, Little Rabbit Run. A lot of like underground folk bands. Folk, you know, some of that base and Davis type bands uh, that we're actually bringing to the workflow for the last year, which I'm really excited for. Nice. Well, um, I guess what was it? Because um, the routing, you guys are just doing the. Are you doing every date of the tour, or are you doing just a Yeah, we're on the entire tour. Okay, cool. Except for Canada. I can't get into Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, I mean, in Canada, it's just complicated. <laughs> gotcha. I was about to say, well, if you're allowed to say. Um, why is that? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm kidding. You don't have to go into detail. Um, oh no, I just, I just, I don't have a passport. And it's harder to get into gotcha. uh, another country these days with just a picture ID. You gotcha. know. Um, um, well, that, I mean, that makes sense. Um, so I gotta, I guess, to start a little bit from the beginning with, with, uh, with the band. Well, for, first off, how do you pronounce it? Because I, I know that it's, it, it, the name is based off of. Uh, if I'm correct on this, is based off of the Usual Suspects reference, Kaiser. Yep, yep, only spelled S-O-L-Z-I-E, because it's, uh, I was actually talking to a friend about that the other day, just being able to pronounce it right. Yeah, you know, uh, because in the, in the movie, it's S-O, it's Kaiser, Kaiser Soze. Yeah. Um, but I'm kinda, I kind of say it the same way, only it's S-O-L-Z-I-E, so gotcha. I think it's sued. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, uh, well, I read that you had started in like 2010 just kind of traveling around and just i guess busking and doing things like that how did uh how did the band eventually come together in that in in that sense oh well crazy craziness about that is that i i kind of moved back uh to new york eventually and uh, i was uh basically uh busking at, at the chicago's riot fest a couple years ago and i needed to ride back to rochester uh, then a friend of uh, my drummer and ours uh, that I never met before, which she's like, oh, you know, uh, she heard me on Facebook and, you know, and seen me play, I guess, on the streets of Rochester. And uh, was like, oh, I'll give you a ride home. You know, uh, ended up the guy that was driving back with us was Lenny, my drummer. Uh, and then, you know, a couple months later, uh, like he invited me to this thing they called a, a peanut butter jelly jam. Uh, it's a little church type deal in Rochester. And it's basically just a closed uh, couple of people into an event where you just play your songs uh, on an acoustic and uh, let an intimate group of people just get into it. You know, it's not a ticketed event or actual concert. It's just kind of a singer-songwriter type deal. And uh, Lenny, my drummer, was there with my friend Mexi. And uh, he's like, yeah, hey, I like your songs. And he was crazy enough to go out in the streets and busk with me. I mean, we did the... Uh, Flat Records 25th anniversary, some of the East Coast dates, just busking outside. Uh, you know, same thing, uh, uh, this last, last year we did Penny, the Pennywise, uh, Strung Out on the Law Tour. Uh, most all the East Coast down to Florida, and then uh, went down to the fest down there. Um, but I, I don't know. And then uh, Brian came to Chicago, because coincidentally, Chicago always has this weird part uh, in my my life the past couple of years, but then fast forward a couple of other years, uh, we run into Brian and a friend and we convinced him, oh, come and busk the LA Fest with us. And uh, he's a really good guitar player. I played with him in some, some other well, musical projects, you know, uh, back here in Rochester. And uh, 
it was another person that was crazy enough to bust the streets with me, bust outside the show. And uh, then miraculously, Jamie this last year, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jamie McMahon. I mean, he's a really uh, talented uh, producer and, you know, engineer um, all around the board. I mean, if you look at his, his old repertoire, I mean, he spent 10 years in, in uh, your area working for Motor Studios, you know, at some point running Motor Studios. Um, and he's worked on, like, the, you know, Home Street, Home Soundtrack, the uh, uh, Gimme Gimme's to uh, Bill McKenzie's. Uh, Lag Wagon, he did uh, Tony Sly's last acoustic record. Wow. You know, yeah. Uh, and he kind of he kind of came home. He's from Rochester, so uh, this past year or two, he kind of uh, decided to come home. And uh, I'll meet to a friend of ours, Sean, who's kind of a weird guy that just, you know, you have your weird friend that's like, oh, I want to play music with you guys, but I can't figure it out, so I'm just going to introduce these two, <laughs> two people. And, uh, me with this crazy work tour lifestyle of every, you know, summer and, and him with, you know, the fat records history, it just made sense, you know, and he's like, Oh, well, I'll do your record. Um, so he's working on top of that. He's working on, uh, so remember the, the, the band, uh, I'll press called the youngest band ever played the work tour, uh, Color Killer, eight, nine and 10 years old. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so J- Jamie's working on that record as well. So it's kind of been a while we leave on Saturday uh, for your guys' side of the country. And uh, so we kind of got to, you know, he's got a lot of work to do. And I give him credit. I give him definite, definite credit, you know. Um, but, uh, and then he's also working on another band from here uh, called Wyatt Coin. you know. I think I've heard that so, name before. I don't know, I don't know where, but I feel like it sounds like a familiar name. Like, like one I've heard in passing before on like a festival lineup or something like that. Yeah, they, they've done a lot. I mean, they've done, I mean, they, they, uh, I don't know, they have, I've, I've spoken about them in a lot. Um, they're kind of, I, I don't know, they call, they call them like cow punks, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Jamie's doing, basically, that and then our record, our record comes out on, this, uh, this record comes out on the 19th, which I'm pretty stoked about. I mean, we've been working, not as long as it was supposed to be more of, it's more of an EP right now. Um, but eight songs and then a, a secret song. Um, but having him to produce the record and play bass for us is kind of a, I don't know, we sat in the studio uh, like earlier this morning just going, wow, this, this all came together, you know. Better we have four days till we have to leave, but, uh, you know, being able to be able to go out and play the Warped Tour is just pretty, uh, it's it's an honor, you know, especially the last year. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I was going to do the whole thing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that too. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was going to ask you about next was the fact that you've got the album coming out on June 19th. Like, I, I guess how long in... How long of a process has it been to be able to see uh, the record come to life, basically finally um, after all this time of just kind of like has it been from the point that you got into the studio? Has it been a super long process, or is just has the overall, um, I guess, leading up to getting into the studio has that has that been has that been longer? If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, I mean, it's like I've recorded before by myself, and having Jamie, uh, me and him have gone back. I mean, having White Coin, uh, doing from White Coin, their singer has been posting my that time with Jamie and his boys. Uh, oh, well, uh, day 32 in the studio, Jamie McMahon. Me, I'm like, okay, 15 days. I'll tell you, it's been a learning experience because I'm not used to, I don't know, I just come from all the other stuff I've recorded. It's kind of like, okay, push record and I'll play, yeah. you know? 
Um, with Jamie, it's like layering this and okay, this this yeah. vocal didn't come out good. Uh, it's I, I, at times uh, I just felt like it was kind of cheating, you know. Um, but he tried to explain to me, you know, we're a good live band, which we will prove this summer on the Warped Tour. But uh, he's like, we have to have a, ba- a really badass record, you know. That's what gets people, you know. Um, so me and him, me being a live guy, him being a studio guy, um, it's. Definitely an uh, interesting contrast. Yeah, I mean uh, that that's got to be such a different like kind of going off of what you were saying. That's got to be such a different dynamic where you go from just recording and pushing play by yourself to then having to you forget that there's so many things that you have to layer and that it's like oh we have to track more than one or two guitar parts. You have to actually do this and then you have to put in the drums and just it seems it's just an involved process at that point. Yeah, I definitely watched him do it because, like I said, we did uh, for one song called Traveler Song. We did, I think we said uh, 27 takes at just one line. And I kept going, oh, God, it's repetitive, very repetitive. Uh, but I guess that's the studio, the studio magic, you know? Um, yeah. Um, so. I guess, was there any part of this album that I guess when you'd gotten in the studio was a bit more challenging to take on if there were any particular songs, if there was any other aspect of it other than the getting used to having a full band production that you maybe encountered, and how did you overcome that? Oh, uh, yeah, the song called Bounty Song, where it's, it's very high vocals and some some choruses, which I, I remember writing it on an acoustic guitar, and I guess that's a different thing, too, having uh, some songs... Uh, having Jamie sit there and go, oh, we're going to take, uh, no, we're going to change the chords here. And I don't know chords for shit, but I know how to play guitar. But like uh, having Jamie go, okay, no, we're going to change the chords. And then when the chords change, the vocal melodies change, and the pitches change. And it's like uh, having to, you know, certain, uh, having to, like I said, keep doing it again and again and again. Frustrating. It was very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like with Brownie song, there's some really, off, off, uh, off verses in the choruses, and having to repeat it. And I always say that it's, in a live set, that's one of the hardest songs because uh, anybody who knows me knows that song as it's come along from streets to, to a stage. It's kind of like uh, I used to not be able to sing, sing some parts of it, you know, and now having to, to stretch. And that's another thing about recording. Hearing, for some reason, Jamie, uh, you know, he pushes his button and. Uh, all of a sudden, I can hear just my voice with nothing. And the studio, actually, when you have headphones on it, it shows you what your voice really sounds like. And I realize that my voice is, is what it is. But I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it must have been... I mean, this sounds like a, a a process where when you finally finish and you finish tracking the last thing, that it's just... It just must have been... It must have been so satisfying and such a relief to be able to know that not only did you... Like get everything done, but you also learn like, oh shit, I can I can perform this, I can do this live, I can. It took some time, but I I got it figured out, and we're gonna sound better than ever. Yeah, I mean, it does it does feel good to have it almost you know done. It's I think it's the stress. The the worst stress is getting it manufactured. You know. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the the one thing about the war tour, uh, especially the war tour in general, is the mo of I mean, I think Kevin's said in, in interviews before that even in this modern-day industry of, of music, uh, the workforce was one of the last, last breeding grounds for CDs where you could actually 
pass off a CD to somebody as opposed to them sitting at home and downloading oh, yeah. your stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. I think it's super, I, I just think it's so crazy that it's, I've, I mean, I've said this a thousand times before, but it's so crazy that the tour is ending this year. But you, I mean, you had kind of talked a little bit about how you had a history of working with bands like Phoenix TX. And I, I guess, what were you, what were you doing for them? Were you stagehand or were you TMing or merch or? Uh, well, I'll tell you, when I was, when I was younger, um, I met the Phoenix TX guys in, in uh, New York City when they were out with Lincoln Silvershare. And uh, basically, uh, I was doing whatever I could. I could. You know, uh, helping David set up drums, uh, helping with merch, well, just to be around. You know, I didn't know any better. Uh, and then uh, after that, I was supposed to go out uh, on the, you know, David and, and uh, said, you know, we're going out on the work tour this year. We want to, you know, set up drums for me. And uh, kind of quit everything and got on a bus to San Francisco and got to Pier 3032 and a clue of what I was doing. And somehow it just started to work. Um, you know, I never really, the funny thing is I never really kind of had a job back in the day. I just made it work, you know, yeah. um, I always made the, I always made the joke with Damon, you know, seeing those guys, seeing Phoenix TX out these stuff like two or three days, I was just talking to, to, uh, Adam and, and Damon earlier today. Um, uh, and just having, I don't know if you know that, like Willie's not going to be singing with them and seeing Kevin try and pull out some of these old bands. Like, I mean, those old beasts, it's going to be hard, you know, um, I remember back in, in, uh, like uh, late last year before he made this announcement that it was uh he kind of hinted that it's about that time and uh to be able to pull that lineup together of uh i mean i'm amazed that he's let me pick all these these vocals you know <laughs> but you can see that there's a lineup of these bands that, i mean it's one of was one of the last hurrah to get a lot of bands out you know uh the hardest part i think too is a lot of the bands like us and uh you know see uh the interrupters well the interrupters have made the transition but uh there won't be another work tour that you can, you know, uh, make that transition from a side yeah. stage or a small stage to the, to the main stage eventually. You know, hopefully, I mean, there's talk, you know, Kevin's made, made hints of things that are, uh, are to come as far as, you know, the turning to Japan and Europe and uh, the, the cruise, I, you know, cruise deal they did. Um, so, I mean, the, I'm, I'm sure there'll be other opportunities. And for us, we're building this really cool network with all these local things. Um, so it's, I really just I believe in this kind of bringing it back, you know, uh, bringing it back to the point of uh, distributing, you know, and, and you know merchandise, CDs and stickers and buttons and stuff. I mean, it's still done, but I believe that that's it should be done better, you know, in a more uh, unison way around the country. You know, hopefully, hopefully with some of these bands that I've been I've been working with, uh, we can help do that, you know. Yeah, the sure. one thing I hope with, even with Warp Tour ending, I really hope that some of the practices of the way that music is exchanged still stay around with other festivals and shows. Like, I still hope that there's a place where people can discover local bands and get physical CDs and go and see unique merch ideas and things that I guess would be considered specialty items like the different kinds of designs and be able to interact with their band. It's just, I mean, there really is, as, as much as people bitch and complain all they want about how the lineup isn't what they ever wanted it to be every year, there is no other tour like Warp Tour. Like, there really yeah. isn't something like that, and it brings something very unique to... Uh, brings something really unique every summer to the same 
areas and venues in the country. So I just I hope that some of those practices I guess stay, um, even if the tour is gone. I, I think they will. I think they will. I think that's part of this local initiative. Um, they try to install some of these old roots, you know. Because um, we all, you know, feel like Kevin's going to become a professor or go back to his original, you know, idea of uh, I'd like to go becoming a teacher. Uh, just teaching um, after the tour, but uh, at the same time, I think he's planted his enough seeds in myself and a bunch of others around around the, around the world that uh, yeah, you know, I, he did make the uh, he an interview I did with him that's going to be uh, re-edited in the next week or two. Uh, where he goes, you know, just today I had 20 different people go. I'm going to create the next book tour, and he goes, okay. The reason we got we got we got to do it is because we didn't take advantage. Uh, the punk rock ecos kind of said, "Okay, we're going to let you do this, Kevin. You're not totally, you know." Uh, I mean, he's, he's really worked with everybody. So yeah. Well, I won't um, I won't take up too much more of your time, um, but I just wanted no to uh, yeah I wanted to wrap this. Uh, these are I guess the wrap up questions and the ways that I'm going to kind of I bring every every one of these I do to a close. Uh, the first is. What do you hope that, and I'm phrasing this more for Warp Tour, but what do you hope that people take away from a Kaiser Soze set when they see you out at the Warp Tour this summer? Uh, I don't know. I'd say, <coughs> yeah, I'd say that mainly there's going to be a lot of energy and the fact that there's history. You know, I went from playing a street to playing the Full State University stage. And the funny thing about Full State University is, uh, after the Pennywise tour, I uh, actually went down to Full Sail and visited that place. And uh, couldn't get it because I couldn't afford it. And then, uh, my bass player, Jamie, uh, said, well, he graduated that school. Should be alumni. I mean, he's had got about two dozen, you know, maybe not Grammy Award rating records, but damn good records that he produced for Fat Records. And, you know, um, I don't know, Full Sail didn't really, really seem to care. You know, so to be able to be on the full self stage this summer is kind of the, the irony giggle of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but you'll see it in a raw show. I mean, you'll see, I mean, it's and to see a full band. I mean, people that are coming out to these shows have probably seen me play outside of shows and busk on the streets and be able to see the, the translation of electric, the, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. I just hope people come and watch us. Once, once, once they can watch, it'll be all good. <laughs> nice. It'll be all good. Um, this is a super broad question, but um, what does music mean to you? Man, uh, it's I've, you know, it's, I've gone back and forth. You know, uh, there's a time when when I could go see a band live, you know, and I would enjoy them, but I'd be thinking about business, you know. Uh, and that's not that's enjoying the music, but not really being about the music, you know. And uh, so now I'm kind of learning the music for me is is, is I love the it's life for me because it's, I mean it is saving my life. It's whatever. What else would I be doing? Um, I need to be, you know, doing interviews for a magazine or about music or uh, you know being a DJ somewhere, or doing something that involves music, and I might as well do this, you know. Plus, it's good for Good for my mental health. Very good for my mental health. Yeah. Well said. And uh, lastly, I've started to put music at the end of 
each of these episodes or at the end of each of these segments, and I wanted to know if you had to pick one song from your catalog um, to give fans kind of an introduction into your music, what would it be and why? Uh, Oregon. You know, because it's, t- it's supposed to give the birth of this whole kind of shows a uh, phenomenon. Awesome. Know. All right. Um, well, that was that was perfectly said. Hey, uh, man, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And no I worries, will no I'll let you know when this goes up. This should it should be going up within the week because uh, Mountain View is coming up super quickly. So it's got to go up yeah, soon. Yeah. Um, and you'll be you'll be at the uh, you'll be at the show. You're on the. You're on the uh, Listen, everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm all set. I'm um, I'm photographing the show and doing press for it, so I'll be. I will definitely be running around all day. I'll definitely try and come get your set and come say hey. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. We'll have a record ready for you. Oh man, thank all you right. so. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to hear it when it comes out. So um, yeah, I will. And uh, until then, I will talk to you guys soon. Okay. Awesome. All Take right. care. Talk to you soon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, soon. Bye.
Hey Donovan, how's it going? Doing good, yourself? Doing uh, not too bad. Um, uh, where are you calling out of? Cleveland. Okay, for sure. Are you guys? I I'm I apologize. I couldn't remember this. Are you guys based out of Cleveland, or because there was a a California area code that popped up when you called? No, I'm from Ventura, California. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Are you guys on? Are you guys on tour? Or are you on the road to like? On the way to, I know some bands are kind of leaving early for Warped, as the week has kind of gone on. I know it's not till next week, but um, yeah. Um, I am currently on tour. I I sing for a band called Sienvar, and we're out with Dance Kevin Dance right now. Oh shit, that's right. I I should have known that. I've seen Sienvar before. I saw you guys. Um, oh, yeah, one of my friend, um, a band that I've worked with for. A couple of years now opened up for I think it was the first Sandvar show. They were a band called Demon and Me. They opened up at the yeah. the Red House in Walnut Creek. I remember. Yeah. No, that was that was a great show. Um well that's cool um that you guys are heading out. Thank you uh for taking the time to do this. I guess um this will be a relatively quick interview, not super long, but um just kinda of touching on warp tour, touching on uh, a little bit on the Secret Wars EP, any music you guys are working on at the moment, things like that. Um, but I guess um, one of the things I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about was the was actually the EP that came out at the end of last year on Equal Vision. Um, and just, is this, I guess in, in the broadest terms, is this something that um, people could expect uh, like in terms of a, a sound direction in regards to any upcoming uh, albums or anything like that, or is it like, I guess in your opinion, what do you think has maybe grown or changed within the style of Hail the Sun since the release of um, an album like uh, Culture Scars? Um, uh, well, Secret Wars is kind of a, a bridge, it was more aggressive side um, of, of the band, a little more in line with some of our past work. Yeah. And I really like playing a little faster, a little harder, a little more abrupt. I love Culture Scars for sure. They're just kind of two two different uh, beasts. And the newer stuff that we're about to start rolling out in a couple of weeks, we have a full-length album that we're, gonna, that we're going to announce. That yeah. lines up a little more with like the Secret Wars vibe. Very hard, very abrupt. Yeah. Very nice. Um, well... One of the, I guess one of the other things, because I've seen you, I've seen Sandbar and I've seen Hail the Sun a few times, um, a few different times, but I wanted to ask you, and I'm sure you've been asked this at this point in your career a lot. It may like be an over asked question, but you're someone who does, you, you're very unique because you do drums and lead vocals at the same time. Like, what is the, I guess, how do you manage that in the sense of, of keeping your breath and keeping, all of that in place while you're singing? Because, I mean, you're not just singing, like, low. You're singing relatively high and within, like, a, a pretty intense vocal range, and it's heavy music, so you're playing fast. Like, I guess, how do you balance all of that when you're when you're taking out a live show, when you're recording? So, uh, yeah, I 
I do a lot of endurance exercises off the road. Well, I try to at least. I try to run when I'm home. It's mostly a, a breathing. Uh, it's, it's mostly a, a breathing issue. I've kind of always been able to play both simultaneously uh, in the natural sense. I'll practice a good amount, but for the most part, it was there naturally. And so the the biggest issue I've had is just running out of breath. I'm becoming too tired, too winded. So I've gotten better at posture and controlling my breathing and being very conscious uh, of what my breathing is like while I'm performing. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be, I mean, that's a workout in and of itself whenever you go on stage every night. Yeah, definitely, dude. It feels good. It's like I lose a couple <laughs> weight, uh, a couple pounds and sweat alone. <laughs> That's uh, that's awesome. Um, I guess in that sense, so you kind of you kind of said that you were going to be announcing more news later in regards to a new album. Obviously, not to give anything away because you guys will want to release that news on your own time and with that. But I guess when did work on that kind of begin in um, in comparison or like from the point that 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 Secret Wars is released? at what point did you start putting new material or was that really just kind of a small little like bridge or sampling of what you guys have been working on? Uh, so it's a great question. We, we were already working on the new album after we finished recording secret wars in August. So before secret wars had been announced, uh, secret wars came out in November last year, 2017 before it had been uh, announced to come out, we were already working on the full-length album. It's kind of strange to be demoing brand new songs <laughs> before our new songs yeah. were even released. Uh, but we've been working on it since October, and we really slammed down and got to work uh, December, right right before we went on tour with Silverstein in the UK. And then from December until we went to the studio, we just crammed. We're, really, we're a band that crams like a ton of our shit. Uh, and it always it seems to work work out each time to our uh, delight, of course. But, but the majority of it was just kind of put together in about uh, about a month. We just kind of naturally finally found its place. So we've been working on riffs and songs and melodies uh, on our own prior to being all together in December. Would you say in that case then that you're that you are musicians that I guess work better under pressure? Like you need that kind of time crunch to be able to say, "Hey, everybody's going to be hearing your record soon. You should, we got to step it up and we got to get it done." I definitely do. Yep, I feel that. All right, for sure. You work the best that way. Well, particularly, I mean, with the music that's kind of all like all over the place in the sense that there's a lot going on and there's a lot of different there's a lot of different instrumentation going on it, it it almost kind of the process almost seems to kind of match the um like the music if that makes if that makes any sense like i guess the energy of it and like the the speed and the 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 franticness of it yeah how would you say that this record compares to and this can be such a cliche question uh to ask but how would you say it compares in relation to um i know you said that the EP was a little bit heavier on the heavier side of things and that culture scars maybe wasn't, but where, where does that leave the new record then in, in comparison to that kind of, I guess the sound that people can expect? Still going to be heavy. It's going to be just a lot more in line with an album like secret wars. It's just going to be, there's, there's 
complicated time signatures, tempo changes, um, and uh, lots of lots of fast riffs and fast jumpies. So that's a question that I just kind of I you just kind of sparked this question in me that I'd always wanted to ask a band like your uh, like Hail the Sun, a band like maybe Dance Gavin Dance, or when they were around a lot like Birds, that like that that kind of style. Where does the I, I guess where does the urge to want to play in these just these crazy different time signatures and all these different like just very it, it's it's crazy. I used the word a little bit earlier, but how it's very chaotic, but yet it's still it's all very well put together and you can sense it's like controlled chaos in a way. Like, um, I guess where does the urge and where does the, I guess the drive to want to play in such like in these, I guess more complicated time signatures and these different kind of phrasings and, and things like that. Where does that come from? Um, I see, I mean, for me personally, I've always been a fan of complicated music and trying to, um, <clears throat> trying to challenge myself and see if I can write catchy or what I feel like are catchy melodies on top of strange time signatures to make an otherwise uh, more complex sounding song uh, more digestible just by adding a vocal melody that, that more people can follow, I guess, that the masses can follow. Um, but I think we like to, to surprise people, shock people, um, test ourselves, and that's kind of where that stems from, in my opinion. It, that's, the, I mean, this it's it's a genre that's that I don't even think has a a a genre name for it, like the way that like <laughs> you'd hear. But it's just it's so it's like when you hear it, you know exactly what it is, you know where it fits in, you know. Like I think complex, maybe complex music would be a term that we could use down the line. But um, no, it's just it's very fascinating. Thank you. Yeah, of course, and it may, I mean it makes for one hell of a live show too when you're uh, when you're watching any of these bands, whether it's a band like yourself or uh, or like or Dance Gavin or anything like that. It's just it makes it I don't know it makes it that much more engaging and that much more interesting. Yeah. Um. So obviously we're getting a lot of I'm doing these interviews in preparation for uh, the Vans Warp Tour. You guys, you've played Warp Tour, correct? I could have sworn I've seen you on a lineup before. Yeah, we did two years ago. Okay, um, I mean, given that this is the first and the last year that's going to be, uh, that, that is going to kind of be happening, what is the, I guess, what's the overall energy now that you guys have done it once before and you know kind of what to expect? What do you, I guess, what's the, maybe the general vibe all around in the band? And it, does it feel like you're getting ready to take on, is it going to be like, a, I guess, a more challenging summer or is it something that you guys are really excited and um, like, just like, yeah, I can't wait to get out on the road. Really looking forward to it. Dude, we're so stoked to be part of the last one. We're only on it for three weeks, but uh, we'll get off in Texas, playing California, Colorado, Arizona, um, a lot of our really good spots. So we're just stoked to be a part of the last one and also be on a stage that is uh, bigger than the last stage that we, that we were on when we first played it. It's going to be fucking amazing when we're... Uh, incredibly grateful and honored to, for, for Kevin to have invited us out to it. That's awesome. Uh, given that you guys have a few different records and EPs under your belt, how do you go about selecting? Um, I guess the the thirty minutes that you're that are going to showcase your band. Like, how do you kind of structure a set list for a day like that, where it's going to be obviously the shows are all about 
like getting hyped up and high energy and things like that. But where does that, I guess, where does that process and that selection start for you guys as a whole? Um, man, that's that can be a topic of great debate. It just depends. We try to play some of our more popular songs, but also songs that we still like and like to play live. So it can get real tricky trying to make sure that we're including our uh, quote-unquote bangers, um, <laughs> but still playing stuff that we want to play. The goal is to please current fans and make new fans. So trying to find that balance. Uh, we'll go through very many um, set lists uh, ideas before we land on the final set list. Gotcha. Um, to kind of go back to, um, oh, well, before I ask that question, um, kind of on the topic of the, of the new album that'll be announced in the coming weeks, is that something that you, you guys think you might be dropping, like you might be playing the single from in as like as the tour goes on um, in those three weeks, or do you think that that's going to be like that'll be something that'll be taken that you'll incorporate into the set after Warped is kind of finished up? Uh, we're going to be playing uh, one of the new singles. Yep, the first single that drops, we'll be playing on Warped Tour. Sweet. Um, to kind of go back, uh, and I guess to kind of jump back a little bit to a question that I had about um, the Secret Wars EP from last year, I really loved the. I, I think the album artwork on it is uh, really, I think it's really gorgeous and in the way that it's done. I, I'm very into, I'm someone who's very into looking at the artwork that kind of comes with releases and what it kind of means. What is it, rep? is there an overall like idea that it represents for maybe an overarching theme throughout the songs or is it just something that you had a, you had a designer commission for you guys and you just thought it looked and matched the vibe of the record? Um, we, a little bit of both. My brother did that artwork, and I've been a fan of his work since I was a little kid. He's had a very abstract, uh, almost uh, like a grotesque, macabre type of style. And that that picture itself is based off a piece he did uh, when he think he was in high school. Maybe he was in college. I was a little. I was like eight, eight, eight or nine, and it's uh, it was an army person who was shown up. On, or the soldier who was shown up on a stake, uh, just like that, sort of like that. And uh, with the sunset in the background, it formed a peace sign. And I always thought that, that was real cool, um, kind of eerie, kind of grim. And so we just kind of had him alter it a bit so that it formed, it formed our logo with the stake and the circle in the back. Oh, yeah. And, and it still kind of keeps it eerie. Um, the, it, it keeps it mysterious. I mean, the questions that I asked when I first saw it was, I wonder where this is at, like where in the world or what universe, or is it a cabin in the background? Whose cabin is it? Um, who's the guy? It looks kind of like an alien life form. And whenever I'm asking myself those types of questions, um, I mean, to me, it makes it a really intriguing art piece to look at. Absolutely. Well, um, no, that ma that makes perfect sense. Um, I guess I won't I won't take up too much more of your time at this point. But these are I oh, guess good. just some kind of wrap up questions that I asked to kind of close to close things out. Um, with um, as much as you can say, I'll, I guess I'll kind of I'll piece this around. Um, I'll piece this around the new album, sort of without obviously without any information being released yet. But um, what do you hope people take away from? 
the new record, or even if you want to phrase it as, what do you hope people take away from uh, Hail the Sun if they come and catch your set at Warp Tour? Like, I guess, what do you hope fans take away from that experience of uh, listening to you or seeing you live um, as an act? Um, I hope, man, I, I just hope they enjoy it. That's, that's really it, dude. I hope they see something that, and they hear something that's different, that isn't along with the norm. I feel like we're not, um, we don't come from a, a long line of cookie cutter bands. And that's not meant as a slight to any band out there. It's just, I feel like we, we're a little more of a standout band. And, and yeah. that comes from, um, multiple of us multiple members being songwriters and we bring to- a bunch of vast different influences. Uh, and so I, I, that's just what I hope to grab people's attention and for them to, to uh, be intrigued by the music, dive in at, after they leave Warp Tour and then be able to relate to it somehow lyrically or musically. This is a super broad question, but what does music mean to you? Uh, music is just, uh, to me, it's a massive form of expression. You can kind of stay and do anything you want with music. And it's a very u- universal way to communicate. Um, I, I like the idea of making any type of sounds or percussion uh, beats, if you will, for lack of a better term, in time. Uh, has it, That creates music. And so it's, it's something that has stood the test of time and continue to do so. Um, and one of the, the, the most, I guess, vibrant ways to express myself. It's really nice. It's a good escape. Beautifully said. And uh, the last question I have for you is, I'm starting to put music at the end of these episodes and segments for this podcast. Um, what I wanted to know is, if you had to pick a song that I guess would... Re- um, maybe represent Hail the Sun the most, in your opinion, or be a good introduction to fans, to people who want to get into your band, maybe haven't heard of you before, what would you What would you suggest and why would you pick that song? Repellent, the first track off Secret Wars. Okay. It's one of the more current sounds we have. It's one of the songs that goes through a vast amount of, of sections. There's still chords in there, but the two choruses are tied together by a bunch of different parts. Um, it's more of like an adventure of a song, changing time signatures, changing tempos, and uh, it's very aggressive, but has soft spots. So it kind of has has a little bit of everything. So right. that's what I would say. Repel it off of Secret Wars. Very nice. All right, well, Donovan, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you, and I will, uh, I'll send this over to you guys when it's ready to go, and looking forward to seeing you at Mountain View Warped Tour this summer. Thank you so much, man. Awesome, man. Take care.